Hello, and welcome to Ask Mama Amy, a podcast promoting practical advice and resources for strong mothers. I'm your host, Amy Shao, single mom and estate planning attorney and founder of Shao Law. Hi, everybody. We're so um, happy to have Lisa McCabe today with us. Uh, she's uh, She owns her own dance studio. She used to be an engineer and then back to dancing again. And I can't wait to um, interview her today. So Lisa, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. So my name is Lisa McCabe and um, I live in Southern California with my husband of six years. And we have two daughters, Gianna Grace, who's four, and Zoe Faith, who is, how old is she? Nine months. Oh my gosh, you have a tiny little baby. You have a little yes. four and, and just under one year old. Uh, you have a handful yeah. of noises in the house. Yes, lot, lots of noises, lots of help. We are super thankful because um, both sets of grandparents live about 10 minutes away from us. So they've helped so much with being um, stepping in while we run our company and babysitting and things like that. So we're super blessed. Wow. You, it's so amazing to have family close by, especially if you just need to run and get the grocery or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so tell us, tell us about your dance studio. Yeah. So Lovely Leaps, we opened it and our first class was in 2018 and it was at a preschool And at the time, I worked at General Atomics designing drones, the cables inside of drones. And um, the school reached out to me. They heard I used to dance and they said, hey, can you run our preschool dance program? And at the time, it it seemed a little much because I had just had my firstborn and she was about four months, just got back to work from maternity leave. So I really had a lot on my plate, Mm -hmm. but I just felt a pull in my heart. And I've been, I was praying about starting a company. And so I said, you know, let, let's try it out, see what happens. We will only have class on Fridays. And our class grew from six kids to 24 at the school. And now we have hundreds of students virtually and, and in person. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And it started with just like a side thing, right? Yeah. You weren't even yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, it was it was completely random. It, uh-huh. it was a side side gig, just kind of to get my creative outlet going, and yes. it just turned into a passion. That's just so amazing. And so, tell us a little bit about your background. How have you always been dancing? Did you start dancing as a kid, or how did that passion uh, come about? Yeah, well, so it actually the heart of Lovely Leaps is to have children fall in love with dance, not the perfection or performance of dance, but the actual art form. And that goes back to how I started. I was nine years old, which is really late in the game when when you join a dance company or um, a dance studio. Most most kids are starting dance at the age of two or most prima ballerinas like I've been dancing since I was in the belly. So I, I at nine years old, I felt super behind. And my first class I took, everyone was so amazing and it was really, it was such a struggle. And so I ran out of the class at the end, crying to my mom saying, I never want to go back. It was so hard. Everyone knows what they're doing. I have no clue. And, you know, nine years old, you're coming into teenage years. You're starting to compare yourself to others. And it it was just a really traumatic experience for me. But out of that, 
Mm-hmm. You know, fast forward a few years later in my adult life, I created Lovely Leap. So no kid should ever have to feel that way coming into a dance studio. And that's our heart. We really, all of our teachers are trained to love on the kiddos, give them hugs. If you feel one feels a little shaky about it, um, go give them a hug, reassure them, let them know that this takes time to learn. And I feel that's what the dance community has been missing. I, I, you know, I, that really speaks to my heart, you know, because in the society, there's so, such expectation about you got to perform this way and that way and that way, but really just enjoy it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and when you, when you started your um, preschool side gig, how old were the kids at that time who came to your class and how old yeah. are you now in your studio? So our studio actually focuses on ages 10 months to 10 years old. One day we will go older than 10, but right now that's my heart. That's my passion, the younger generation. And so my first students were ages three to six years old. They were preschoolers and the six kids, like they destroyed me. It was was a little rough. My first class teaching preschoolers because I was used to teaching older kids like 10 and up, but as I got better and learned techniques and studied early childhood education and how kids learn, I developed a strong passion for that age group. And so I love, I love my preschool students. I could teach a class full of 30 preschoolers and have the best time of my life and still have it somewhat organized. So <laughs> that's very rare to hear because the teachers I have talked to usually limit it, try to limit it to under 12 or like yeah. a third. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've done events where we have, we've had 50 preschoolers and three assistant teachers to help me, but the class was super fun. The kids loved it. Everyone, all the parents got super fun pictures. So yeah, I feel out of, out of the hardship of teaching the six preschoolers, I really honed in and figured out how to lead a class really mm-hmm. big. But the the classes at our studio, we do limit it to around around 12 kids. Yeah. It's like not as chaos. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that you have two little ones that are somewhat in the same age group. Yeah. That's probably helpful, right? Do they join your classes or bring them along? It's actually super helpful because the classes that I create for preschoolers are actually based off of my children because I get to play with them at home, see what works, what doesn't work, um, try different choreography. I'm like, hey, Gianna, can you try this out? Can you do this? Is this too hard? And so I created a program pretty much around my children, what their likes and dislikes. A lot of the songs you hear in the class are shows we watch at home and things like that. And But I think that's, that's what makes us special because usually someone who teaches kids dance preschool is maybe like a 16, 18 year old. So they don't really have a heart of a mother. And so when you come into our classes, we do have that heart of a mother because we have our own kids. We based our classes on our kids and it really um, flows into the class and you see the other kids enjoying it just because we know what they like because of our kids. It it totally is different as a mom to a five-year-old. I totally get it. The heart of a mother. Yeah. That's that's so important. And so do your teachers, how many teachers do you have? And are they all mothers? 
Yeah. So actually our te- our instructors are not moms. So uh-huh. they are, you know, early twenties and stuff. And we have about, we have about six instructors and they're all early twenties, but they're always over our house, loving on our kids. Oh. They've been with me since I was pregnant with my first and the second and everything. And so uh-huh. I've really taught them to how to love on a kid in yeah. the way a mother would. So not only do we love on them, but we I show them how to correctly discipline in class because ballet and just the dance atmosphere, you do need discipline. It is all fun and fairies, but there has to be structure. There has to be a little bit of discipline. So I teach them how to correct and love, how to teach like a mother, a mother would teach that her own children and just how to um, have each kid perform at their own level of excellence, but not perfection, but excellence. Mm-hmm. I love that. Now, did you grow up in a family that loved dancing or was it kind of a random thing that your mom just sent you to the dance studio? <laughs> like I sent my son to whatever is available. Yeah. No, I totally grew up in a family who absolutely loved dance. My mom was a dancer. She would do praise dancing at church. Her mom was trained by Debbie Allen wow. um, over on the East Coast at the time. And so dance has been a passion of our family from generations back and engineering (laughs) has been a passion of my dad. He worked on the Mars Pathfinder and rocket ships and so many cool things. So um, you take an engineer and a dancer, you put them together and you create me a dancer (laughs) engineer. So yeah, my parents have been super amazing. We were homeschooled. We were a homeschooled family and they really honed in on our passion. So um, we have eight siblings, including me, and each of us are super, are successful in our own field. But I think that's because our parents saw the gold in us and pulled it out and knew how to teach us in a way that connected to each one of us individually. Wow, that's just amazing. Now, tell us about the journey, because you were an engineer. Yeah. For, and then you came back to dancing. Yeah. <laughs> what was the transition that's going on there? So yes, I, I've been dancing nonstop since nine, but in my mid early twenties, uh, I realized I, like I I saw myself I wasn't healthy, and the dance world puts a lot of stress on body image, and and you have to weigh this amount, be this type of version of perfection that you can never really reach, but you're always striving for it. And so I just decided, you know, I want to be healthy. I want to eat a burger without feeling like I have to run a mile. So I quit. And after, (laughs) once I quit, I got healthy again. I, you know, pushed those mindsets aside and learned how to love myself or who I am, what I look like, everything like that. And then, um, my dad, he was saying like, Hey, I know you're giving up dance and you're really brilliant. You should go back to school and take a course in drafting. And I was like, okay. And so I did. And after that, like a few, a year later, I interviewed at General Atomics and they saw all of the stuff that I would work at, work on at school or projects or things like that. And they loved my designs. And so they hired me on and I was there for four and a half years Uh before. Yeah. Uh Four and a half years. And then you had your, had Gianna. Yeah, I had my baby and my mom heart kicked in and I was maternity leave was ending and 
I went outside and I prayed because I did, I just didn't know what to do. And I was like, God, I want to be home with my daughter, teach dance to children, bring in the same income I'm making at General Atomics and just love life. And then I went to work the next day and kind of thought, forgot about the prayer. And then the following month, that's when the school had called me and they were like, hey, we heard you dance. You want to come do our preschool program? And so that's kind of how it all happened. And so it was kind of like a blessing just kind of put into my lap and I took it and ran with it. And um, a year from that prayer, I was able to quit my job and do Lovely Leaps full time. That's just amazing. <laughs> and do you say like the transition of becoming a mom, that was what brought it on, right? The yeah. heart of a mom. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> what would you say, what would you say if you could, if you could pick one challenge that you have encountered on the path, on the journey of becoming a mom, what would be the most challenging thing on this journey? And how did you overcome that and get to the strength that you possess now? Yeah. Wow. Oh, there's lots of challenges with becoming a mom. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, um, my uh, number one challenge with becoming a mom that I think a lot of moms face is they're always striving for perfection. Like whether you're a housewife and you watch your kids, you stay home, or you're a businesswoman who you drop your kids off at daycare, you go to work, or you're like, kind of like me, you're in the in-between, you, you might do multi-level marketing or own your own company. And you're kind of like doing both things. So whichever stage you are, and as a mom, I feel the hardest thing is we're always striving to make everything so perfect. Like we will, we need the kitchen clean. We need the kids look to look decent. We need our business to be thriving or our work career to thrive. Our spouses make sure they're happy. And we're always like just striving for this idea of perfection that doesn't really exist. And so how I overcame it was, and this I'm going to repeat a lot is, Instead of striving for perfection, we have to strive for excellence, which means you're striving to be the best version of yourself today. So if you wake up and you're like, I'm really tired, but acknowledge you're tired, but then strive to be the best version of yourself while you're tired. So you may not get to the full dishes, but hey, you might make your bed, you know, or you today you kept your kids alive. <laughs> you're like, you're like, that is a win. We are all happy and healthy you know? And so not to just, not to be so hard on ourselves and take those social media breaks because that can seep into your mental saying like, I'm not, oh, this mom's doing X, Y, and Z. And I'm over here like <laughs> get dressed, you know? So strive for your personal version of excellence for the day you are in has helped so much. It's been like a life-changing thing for me, at least. How do you keep reminding yourself though? Like, I, I know like it sounds so like, I know I need to do it, but I just forget. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it takes practice, you know, and no one's always perfect. Like some days I'm, I'm all, I am striving for perfection. And I'm like, like I'm planning my daughter's birthday party for Sunday. And I'm like, this has to be done. The house has to be clean and stuff. But in that chaos, you have to just, when you just feel too like overwhelmed, you just have to stop, just talk, stop take a breath and say, okay, what is the most important thing that I have to get done right now? And the reminder to stop is when you feel just overwhelmed. And that's actually really feeling 
getting in tune with your heart and your mental space, which takes practice. Mm-hmm. And you don't get it right all the time, but if you continuously do it over and over again, you're going to get into a rhythm. And sometimes you sense it as soon as you wake up, you just say, oh, I have energy today. Like, I think this is going to be good. I could get all this done where you wake up and you're like, you know, the kids threw up right next to you and one peed the bed. And you're like, today is not the day. So we're going to just stay home today and like kind of just it's a wash (laughs) from the start. And so you just have to let yourself have those days and just be okay in the messy, in the non-perfect moments. Uh And it'll just give you a lot of peace, especially when running a company or going to work, you need to center yourself. Yeah. I guess that's the word center yourself consistently. Yeah. I I love that. Now tell us a bit more about lovely leaps. Um, Yeah. As an entrepreneur, you have that stress of having to bring in the students. And so how, what type of, what types of dance classes do you offer and how do you, um, what type of um, students do you attract? Yeah. So we attract students from all walks of life. We, from, yeah, all walks of life, all colors, all backgrounds. We have such a beautifully diverse studio and I'm super proud of what we've built. And um, so we we typically find our students through Facebook and marketing campaigns and things like that, which was a learning curve because I went, I didn't go to school for any of that. But it was a lot of trial and error, but I've learned I learned so much. And so um yeah, we offer ballet, tap, jazz, hip-hop to ages 10 months to 10 years old. And we have several classes a week. We teach dance inside of schools, which is how we started. We teach dance at our studio. And because of 2020, we do teach, we have a thriving virtual program. And that the heart of that program is so if a child wants to dance, we want to make it so that there's no reason they can't because sometimes dance is expensive. Actually paying for it to go to a studio is expensive. So we made our virtual program super affordable. It's only $20 a month for unlimited dance. So you pay $20, you're in, say if you have five kids, all five kids can dance unlimited for the entire month. And so my heart behind that, again, what was that? So no child, no parent says, oh, I want to put you in dance classes, but I can't afford it. Because, yeah, a lot, everyone's gone through financial stress these past few years. And so that's the heart of our virtual program. Uh And even with our studios and and school classes, we make them super affordable so that everyone can dance, everyone feels welcome, and that no students left behind. Yeah. Yeah, just the level of love and care that you have. <laughs> I'm so inspired. Um, <laughs> Thank it, you. It, it, anybody can go. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, girls, as a matter at this age, you just put them all together, right? Exactly. Yeah, we have boys in the class, girls in the class. Um, shockingly, a lot of boys prefer a virtual program. And I think that's a comfort thing because they get to dance in the comfort of their own home. And maybe they're battling like some insecurities that, you know, sometimes culture says like boys don't do ballet, but if they do it virtually, they're in their home, no one's going to make fun of them. And it's in a safe atmosphere. 
So that's been actually super nice to see all the boys on our virtual classes and then all of them who come into our in-person classes. We just love on them and they have so much fun. That's so awesome. So how can people get a hold of you if they are interested in your programs? Yes. So you could go to our website, which is www.lovelyleaps.com. Leaps with an S. So like you leap, leaps and leap in the air. So leaps with an S. And, or you could find us on Instagram at Lovely Leaps Dance, and you could contact us there. We have lots of fun summer programs coming up for ages three to five years old, and it's a drop-off program so parents can get their little ones ready for when they go to pre-K or TK in the fall and dropping them off in that whole scary moment. So it's our heart to get them ready for that, but in a fun way while they're doing dance classes. Okay. And um yeah, you can reach out to us on our website or Instagram. Wow. So thank you so much, Lisa. And to sum up, can you just give our local moms some words of wisdom, words of encouragement, especially for those who have little ones? Yes. Um, the best thing, the best advice I could say to you guys is to breathe, relax in the crazy and to get around other moms, find your community. Um, it's so, so important for moms to be connected with other moms, whether that's just a neighbor or you have a huge group, five, like a group of five moms or something. But it's super important to make that time for you. It's so hard because you have to find a sitter and all the things. But when you reset and refresh yourself, and you pour into yourself, then you could pour into your children, your business, your husband, and everything flows from a healthy mom, okay? So um, yeah, just make sure you take time to refresh yourself. Awesome, thank you so much, Lisa. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you oh, all, thank you. all next time, bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Ask Mama Amy. Head over to AskMamaAmy.com for all the show notes and links you heard in today's episode. You'll also get my free legal tool for you to name legal guardians for your children so that you can leave them with abundant resources to support them and a total peace of mind. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review to tell us why. See you next time, mamas.